0: Hey everybody, out here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like hobbits, dangerous at short distances. Uh, so today on the show, I wanted to talk about emotional abuse, specifically female to male. And I want to be clear that emotional abuse is not about women specifically being difficult to men. It, it goes both ways, and there is a ton of overlap when it comes to emotional abuse. But specifically, I wanted to talk about female to male because there are specific things that involve... Specific signs that are female to male, but there's also a lot of challenges that males face in not being so outwardly expressive. They have difficulties with support systems and difficulties um, uh, getting out of this situation because there's biological reasons. You know, you want to stay involved in this relationship, you want to have access to sex, things like that, that are keeping men from reaching out and getting help in these situations or leaving these situations. So there are some unique uh, challenges and I wanted to share that with you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to kick out the intro and let's do this thing. Okay, welcome to the show. And uh, today I wanted to talk about emotional abuse because it is a topic that is near and dear to me. It is something that has affected me uh, in my past, something that has been uh, an ongoing issue now because I feel like I'm dealing with a current, uh, a complex PTSD aspect of that. And it's coming into my. Current life, and it's something I need to explore and discuss. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it in my life in a very specific um, sense, because I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like it's it's something where I'm trying to call out someone. That's not what this is about. But it has helped me learn about it and learn about ways that I can help you if you're someone that's dealing with this to get out of this situation or to properly assess it and seek support. Now, I've I've had an episode about this in the past. You can look for it in the. In the list of episodes, it's called uh, Emotional Abuse, but this one's specifically about female to male emotional abuse, and the reason for that is, uh, like I said in the intro, there are specific circumstances that make female to male emotional abuse uh, a tricky situation. Not that either one is difficult. We're going to talk about male to female emotional abuse at some point as well, and there is a ton of overlap. Abusive people are abusive um, in a lot of the same ways. Uh, It involves a lot of shouting and name-calling and belittling and um and and boxing people in and isolating them and keeping them distant from people and so a lot of the times unless i'm referring to her or she specifically you know these are things that can uh, manifest from from men to women and uh, at the same way that female to male abuse occurs so you know, one of the first things i wanted to talk about is some signs of abuse and there are some very obvious ones you know if you see someone who is out at a coffee shop and, you know, his wife is referring to him as like, you're always so stupid, you're an idiot, and he's just not responding, he's just taking it, and, um, he's not necessarily, you know, fighting back in any kind of way, um, you know, those are obvious signs, you know, he's a guy that's typically probably walking on eggshells, he might be a little bit more, um, meek in terms of his behavior he might just not be a a testosterone kind of male and and may not be seeking that kind of um emotional outlet but he, he also may be you know respectful of women and sometimes that becomes an easy target for a female abuser you know a male that is not as domineering he's someone that is a little bit more Um, emotionally secure. And sometimes someone who is emotionally secure can set someone off. That can be a trigger for someone who is not so emotionally secure. That insecurity is probably one of the main reasons that an emotional abusive situation will occur. So if they have an intense uh, insecurity or low self-esteem, they'll try to project that on you and try to keep you within the framework that they're comfortable with. So they'll try to keep you within the relationship. They'll try to keep you within uh, your house, and you know, and and keep going to them for support. And that's one of the things that becomes difficult for a lot of people is realizing that this is something that occurs in really, really intense, intimate relationships. This occurs with family members. This occurs with with um, with spouses and significant others, and even parents to children. Uh, that intense emotional uh, controlling behavior and it is a controlling thing. It's about trying to keep someone in your world because of the fear of the unknown, the fear of the insecure, the fear of them leaving you. And that could be rooted in uh, something that they had dealing, they're dealing with when they were younger or uh, you know, previous relationships where someone left them and they feel incredibly insecure about it. And you know, some of the signs of abuse, Will, will come out in ways that are, you know, she may accuse him of threatening to, um, uh, to report him for assault or a falsely accuse him of assault of her or the children, um, threaten to take the children, and um, they may threaten to kill themselves or someone else. Um, you know, they'll often make the male in the relationship feel like he's crazy through gaslighting, They'll set up a situation and then they'll say something completely different. They don't typically own up to their responsibilities. They don't own up to the things that they say. And um, they'll do what they can to minimize the abuse, or at least minimize the perception of the abuse, and they'll often blame the victim of the abuse. Like, you know, the reason I say this is because you're like this, something like that. And it's an unhealthy sign of a relationship in general if there's a lot of blaming and uh, not taking any responsibility for what you're going through, but if it's consistent and it's going on all the time without any real indication or any real way of, 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 you know, there is no real blame there other than the other person continuing to berate you. It is a very clear sign of someone just trying to control you and keep you within that safety zone that they really want. Part of, satiating that insecurity is keeping someone isolated and locked down so they won't let you talk to your friends they won't let you talk to um, especially friends of the opposite gender sometimes they won't let you connect with family or even your mother or or leave let you leave the house you have to ask for permission to do things you have to ask for permission to you spend money or you know go anywhere and that was kind of a situation that I had to deal with was um, at some point you know, they, they wanted to control my money, my spending, um, where I went and um, they would typically, typically someone will try to monitor you when you're out as well. So they'll they'll kind of feign security. They'll kind of like, they'll loosen the leash. They won't necessarily let you go. They'll say, hey, go have a good time. But within minutes or within an hour, they're texting you all the time. They're trying to check in on you. They're trying to see when you're coming home. They'll ask you what you're doing. And if you don't respond, then it becomes a, a very big thing. And and one of the problems that, that, that occurs here is that it's almost normalized to expect this kind of behavior, um, especially in women in a relationship. Uh, a lot of men talk about this like they're expecting women to be this way. And we forgive this kind of behavior. Now, men are also guilty of this behavior of being insecure and constantly checking in and doing this sort of thing. But I think it's also more expected of women to be that way. So a lot of men don't see that as a sign of an unhealthy characteristic or an unhealthy person. They just see it as ugh, this is just how women are. So I guess uh, if I want to keep getting laid, I got to deal with it, which is an unhealthy perspective for the male to have uh, uh, in terms of that perception of women. So that needs to also change. Um, uh, other signs of abuse that I have written down here are um, playing mind games, um, you know, being very blatantly confusing and gaslighting, and making the man feel guilty for anything that they say or do. So, and, and especially misconstruing words on purpose. Uh, essentially, if you try to say something, um, you know, you, if you say like that's a that's a silly reaction or that's a silly behavior, they'll be like, you think I'm stupid. And just kind of go into this crazy rant. It's probably not the best example, but I think you know what I mean there. Um, They may go to the lengths of falsely obtaining a restraining order or withholding affection or even stalking and like checking your phone and doing all those all that sorts of things, especially things like checking your phone. Uh, Those are kind of considered normalized behavior, you know, and it's difficult, again, from both sides to... look at the reality of what's going on because in society there's a lot of codependent music on the radio there's all sorts of comedy skits and memes and discussions about people or even bad advice from friends who are saying you should check his phone you should check this instead of having a healthy conversation with someone they'll start to kind of stalk your behaviors and check on you instead of directly connecting with you and asking what's going on and usually, you know, it's a mix of insecurity, it's a mix of poor, uh, poor communication, and and not having good examples of what a positive relationship is and should be. So, you know, that kind of abusive behavior will manifest that way. And some of the ways that you can start to, um, actually, let me before I go further, let me say some of the reasons they stay is because. Um, because of certain threats, you know, they may feel like if someone says you do this and I'll leave, like it doesn't always work that way. They'll, or they'll emotionally manipulate the situation to try to convince you that you're the problem and therefore guilt you into staying. Um, They'll do it to, you'll stay to protect your children or you'll stay like, you'll, ah, you'll stay because maybe you're dependent on the abuser and you feel emotionally dependent on the abuser. Like, I am I might not exist if I, like, how am I going to live without this person? And um, that can be a really big problem as well. Um, other reasons that men stay in particular is, you know, point blank, it's about sex. You know, if you're getting regular uh, affection from them because of your compliance to them, then, you know, in your eyes, you may see that as a good situation, but in the long term, it's an abusive thing and it's, it doesn't feel very good. Um, and, and you may not see it in the moment, but over time, it's going to add up and it might be a hard thing to leave. You know, biologically, we're like, yes, this is great. We're doing the evolution thing. But imagine if you accidentally have a, a baby with that person and you're stuck in a very difficult situation. Um, so... Male victims of emotional abuse should research ways to leave the relationship if possible, seek outside support, seek um, ways to get people to, um, to really listen to what you're saying, and have them almost listen to your behaviors, as opposed to listen to what you say, and have them try to um, connect some of the dots between how you are over time. You know, if you go to your friends and you're always complaining about this person, or, or, you know, you're, or, or they start to notice that your energy is lower, you're not the same person, you're barely able to come out, and, um, you know, it, it's, it just seems like a case is mounting from the other person that you should leave. Definitely take that advice um, as, as best as you can. You know, sometimes it's, it's best to leave the relationship, especially if there's physical abuse, to leave the relationship unprompted. Um, have a plan, leave the situation, and maybe leave a note or some way to communicate with them indirectly afterwards, or have them call them on the phone afterwards. And again, it depends. You have to be kind of you got to build a resolve over time, and that's some of the hardest part, the hardest parts of this, is that it's a slow process to leave. Sometimes, um, to even realize that you're dealing with abuse. Uh, that you need to kind of test iterate some things sometimes you need to test behaviors you need to see how she responds to certain things you know try to give in and maybe be the perfect boyfriend or husband for a while see how that clicks and if she has a very very positive reaction to that um, you know then test the opposite you know be more yourself or be more of an extreme version of who you are in the way that like is purposefully going against some of the ways that she said i'm not again i'm not a trained therapist i'm just saying this is one way that you could try this out it's a little manipulative but again it's about testing things and it's about seeing what it's it's about gathering information essentially um i know it's a little tricky it's it's tricky ground to walk on but it's about over time and slowly and carefully just kind of seeing what the differences are in certain behaviors, and just keeping a list of things. You know, try to keep evidence of the abuse for possible legal, legal actions. Um, tell out uh, tell others about the abuse and try not to retaliate. You know, don't try to argue back to them or you know, try to essentially make it worse because a lot of these abusers are really good at manipulating, and you're likely going to lose. That's why it's care. You have to be careful not to tell this person you're planning to leave because they could try to manipulate the situation and convince you to stay especially after you're positive that you're going to leave you just need to do it you need to have the conviction you have to have um, a friend there to support you and be there for you um there's a whole bunch of other things but i kind of failed to write some stuff down so i'll have to revisit this again in the future but um, particularly for men, it's, it can get really, really tough to to deal with this sort of thing because it's, there's not a lot of information out there about it and that's why I wanted to talk about it and I'm going to try to coalesce some information in the future and do a follow-up to this but I basically just wanted to present this idea so that I can get the conversation going so if you have any additional insight into some abusive behaviors that you've seen, specifically from women to men, and some things that are maybe societally, um, uh, provoked uh, as normal uh, and is not helping the conversation. I would love to hear that as well. So, you know, if you're dealing with any kind of emotional abuse or domestic abuse of any kind, there is the national domestic abuse hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. And, um, there's also a child abuse hotline at 1-800-4-A-CHILD. And, um, those two things are important. You know, you're listening to this podcast and hopefully it helps you kind of, you know, assess what's going on, but you know, try communication first. And if you're not able to connect with this person and you feel like it's, you're seeing this pattern over time of your behavior degrading and you're not feeling like you're, you're connecting with this person and they're just trying to, 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 there's not a sense of love, but it's a sense of control. Then you need to start making those changes. So Again, I don't have the like master class on this topic, but I'm gonna do a little bit more time, uh, take a little bit more time to do a little bit more research, pull some things together, and share some of my story and share some of the situation with you guys um, going forward. But I wanted to present this idea and see how you guys felt about it. So if you've got anything in the questions, comments, um, leave something in the comments, uh, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And um, please feel free to reach out to me on Uh, all the social channels at rival my design and uh, please leave a review. That'd be amazing. And um, don't forget to check out the podcast course. If you're someone who wants to start a podcast, go to cnotes.thinkific.com and you can check out that course. And um, that's it. So I appreciate you guys. Um, Thanks for joining me today. And we'll follow up on this conversation in the near future. But for now, that's what I got. So see you guys later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching and or listening. If you thought this was a dope show, but wait until next week because it's always going to get better. That's kind of the point, isn't it? (laughs) If you would like, please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a positive review. Or, you know, if you have a problem, let me know and I'll try to fix it too. Um, But if you're watching on YouTube as well, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit all the comments, all that good stuff. We appreciate the love. We appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing it for you and do the best we can. So thanks for listening. Go to HowMyNameIsChristian.com or Dopamine.life. Check us out or cnote.media to learn how to make your own podcast and videos and do it from there. So I'll catch you guys later.